Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast, where we connect every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God. So today's episode of Redeemed and Restored is entitled Fake News and Cover-Ups. We're circling back around to the progression of my descent into deception and all the dots that I've connected since the Lord pulled me miraculously out of the miry pit and restored my life. This topic is a great example of the technique of smoke and mirrors used in the circus by hucksters and magicians who loved gaining by someone else's misfortune or gullibility. The term smoke and mirrors is a metaphor for a deceptive, fraudulent, or insubstantial explanation or description. The source of the name is based on a magician's illusions, where they make objects appear or disappear by extending or retracting mirrors amid a distracting burst of smoke. The expression may have connotation of virtuosity or cleverness in carrying out such a deception. You'll see in this episode how Tim Williams used this very type of trickery in preempting the crimes of his associate pastor before it ever came to light. So I filmed the introduction to this episode in my car in front of the house where the sexual abuse began, where Malcolm Frazier, the associate pastor who answered directly to Tim Williams, lived with his wife for a few years. When we first got the call about the sexual abuse happening within the cult, to say I was in shock would have been an understatement. That was the one thing I did not see coming. It was totally not on my radar. But as I unpacked everything surrounding it, it all began to make sense. Hopefully my heartache and blindness for a time will help pull back the curtain for you or for someone you love. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more folks can find this podcast and be encouraged and empowered. Or you may even know someone who needs to hear this message, so please feel free to share the link with others. You may even want to visit my YouTube channel to see the video version of the podcast and connect with the conversations happening over there. Just head on over to YouTube Type in Athena Dean Holtz into the search bar and you'll find the video broadcast there. So, hey, let's get started. Well, hey, everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here for this week's edition of Redeemed and Restored. Today's segment is titled Fake News and Cover-Ups. It wasn't until about a year after I'd walked away from the spiritually abusive environment that I was able to begin to connect some of the dots. A friend who left the cult a number of years before I did had an 18-year-old daughter who confessed to her counselor that she'd been sexually molested by the associate pastor from the time she was about 10 years old on for as long as Malcolm Frazier was living in their house. When this all came to light, I was devastated to also realize that this same predator also lived in the house 
one of my granddaughters lived in, who was somewhere around five when the pedophile was in residence. While there has been no acknowledgement on her part of the abuse, the telltale signs are there in abundance. But alas, that is not my story to tell. I realized that the highly controlled environment we all lived in, where we were afraid to point out anything that could be wrong or questionable, and we all walked on eggshells because no one wanted to fall under Tim's wrath, that had created a perfect hiding place for a predator where he could flourish in his evil behavior. As the truth came out from my friend's granddaughter, the police became involved and charges were brought against him. It was shocking to see how the entire congregation adamantly declared his innocence and pointed at the victim's parents, the victim and me, that we all made it up hate crime, they cried. Enemies of the cross lashing out against the holiness of God, they claimed. I looked back and the Lord began to remind me of a series of events that created the mindset I was seeing displayed up close and personal. It was shortly after the family whose daughter had been abused left the cult. The couple were declared enemies of God and everyone in the congregation was told how bad they were, how they didn't really love God, and they were in sin. They were bad-mouthed by those in leadership to keep us from ever reaching out to them and asking their side of the story. Funny how the no-gossip rules they put into place applied to everyone but them. All of a sudden, Tim starts preaching about false memory syndrome, like totally out of the blue. I think back to that, and I was a little taken aback, but at the time, I still believed he heard from God and I didn't. So I just took it as gospel. He condemned all the many times women were coached by their counselors or other people, psychiatrists, into remembering abuse that really never happened. It's interesting the False Memory Syndrome Foundation finally just shut its doors very quietly at the end of 2019 as it had been proven that the syndrome they were calling false was not false. And it only served to silence victims and protect abusers. So here Tim is ranting on and on about how you cannot believe when an adult uncovers memories of abuse because they're just made up. The woman is just trying to get attention and cannot be believed. It wasn't much longer and he was on to another rant about false arrests and convictions. He began promoting an organization called the Innocence Project. From Wikipedia, they're described as a national litigation and public policy organization dedicated to exonerating wrongfully convicted people through DNA testing and reforming the criminal justice system to prevent further injustice. Of course, as Tim built his case for the Innocence Project and how we should support an organization that 
fights against those who are falsely accused and wrongly convicted, he made sure to quote David's words, a man after God's own heart, and look what he faced. Quoting from Psalm 100, 1 through 5, Be not silent, O God of my praise, for wicked and deceitful mouths are opened against me, speaking against me with lying tongues. They beset me with words of hate and attack me without cause. In return for my love, they accuse me, even as I make prayer for them. So they reward me evil for good and hatred for my love. So what do you suppose those who were still following Tim and Carla and his associate pastor pedophile, Malcolm Frazier, what do you suppose they thought when the news came out and Malcolm was arrested? Oh, what lies, what injustice. She's just making it up, looking for attention. Our pastor has been wrongfully accused. This is because the victim's parents and Athena Dean hate God and they're trying to destroy us. They're enemies of the cross, and we are standing up for the righteous ones. And when he was unanimously convicted by an unbiased jury and sent to prison for 18 years on 11 counts of sexual molestation of a minor, you have to understand this was one young woman's testimony that put him away for 18 years, a credible testimony. They didn't dare asked the question, could it be true? Instead, they cried, foul play, wrongful conviction, false memory syndrome, a hate crime. Okay, here's how I believe it must have happened. And let me be clear, I'm hypothesizing. But this just seems like the most logical chain of events that may have occurred as I looked back on the events and how they unfolded. So after the family left and could no longer be manipulated into silence, I'm thinking Malcolm went to Tim and confessed his sin. Rather than dealing with the sinful behavior biblically, Tim decides to cover it up by preaching and writing about false memory syndromes. Knowing full well, it was going to come out sooner or later. So this would be the best way of keeping those still under his influence, drinking the proverbial Kool-Aid and rejecting the truth about their beloved associate pastor. Tim then goes on to build on discrediting the victim in advance by protecting the abuser with his endorsement of the Innocence Project. So then when the truth comes out and Malcolm is arrested, the entire congregation is up in arms because they've been groomed and brainwashed to not believe the victim and declare the abuser innocent. Even my then 12-year-old granddaughter was videoed endorsing the character of the pedophile and trashing my character. The lengths that this sociopath would go to in order to keep his sheep in a state of mind-numbing allegiance and not even question if the reports could be true was extremely effective. He continued to create fake news websites and cover up the truth. It's interesting to see how fake news is a tactic to smear 
those who speak out against cults or abusive organizations or leaders in power. And it's an extremely effective way of deflecting and creating a smokescreen so the abusers can avoid confrontation and responsibility for their actions. Both Scientology and politicians are notorious for creating fake news stories to try to destroy the credibility of their opponent or perhaps a former member who hasn't been afraid to stand up and speak out about abuse they endured. Leah Romini started her A&E documentary on Scientology and the organization created multiple fake news sites and articles online to try to silence her by smearing her reputation. Politicians do that to their opponents. Hey, we've all seen this tactic up close and personal over the last four years as the news media has put their spin on everything that wasn't a liberal agenda. Remember, Satan is the abuser of the brethren. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He is the father of all lies and is behind every false accusation. And I've also experienced over the last nine years, as I began in early 2012, to blog about my experiences on my notafraidtotellmystory.com blog. That was met with a complete fake news website built by Thomas McGee and Jacob Walker, those loyal to Tim Williams who had experience with technology and media. I still cringe when I think about it today. His followers were so incredibly manipulated and used. The gifts God gave them, he used to do his dirty work, taking words completely out of context to create articles that declared me evil. If you've watched these videos in order, you should remember from my earlier episodes what abusers do. They project What they are, they call you that. What they do, they accuse you of doing. To deflect the attention, they gaslight, denying their actions and calling you the crazy one. So I guess what I want to help you see here is how the tactics of the enemy of our soul are pretty predictable. If we know what we need to guard against... Of course, my story is an extreme case, but there are subtler ways that this theme of fake news and cover-ups occur by those who are controlled by the father of all lies. There's really nothing new under the sun. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He tries to steal our identity by creating false narratives about who we are, and that message can come through Those who thought, you know, we thought maybe we could trust them. A pastor, a ministry leader, a business associate or partner, a coach, a spouse, a sibling, child or friend. I believe the words of a false shepherd. And so I was manipulated to refuse truth when it was staring me in the face and believe the lies. I was groomed, manipulated, and brainwashed into silencing the Holy Spirit within me, buying into fake news and cover-ups. I am grateful beyond words that God opened my eyes to the tactics of the evil one and the techniques Satan uses through those who belong to him.
There are so many who have infiltrated the church and the lives of those who belong to Jesus because so many are unaware of the enemy's devices. I know. I was one of those people for many years. And now all I want to do is help others see the truth of God's faithfulness and goodness, as well as the truth about the slimy, conniving, cruel, and evil tactics of our enemy who works through people who charade as good men and women when they are anything but. We have to understand the character of both the lover of our soul and the hater of our soul in order to be on guard and stand firm against the schemes of the devil. The word of God in Ephesians 5.11 says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. So that's what we're doing here, and I hope it's helping you. So, hey, thanks for joining me today. I'd sure appreciate it if you would like, follow, share, comment on this episode. I'd love to connect with you and just hear what God is doing in your life. So, hey, my name is Athena Dean Holtz, and this is Redeemed and Restored. So thanks for joining us today on the Redeemed and Restored podcast, brought to you by Athena Dean Holtz and the Romans 828 Bookstore, a division of Redemption Press. I'd love to have you review and share this podcast with friends, family, and others who could use the encouragement. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Athena Dean Holtz for more tips and tools to help you find the faithfulness of God. So thanks for joining us today. See you next week for another episode of Redeemed and Restored.